Welcome, everyone, to the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tyler Crawley, and we are going to start with some good news. I would say it's good news, and that is that the rest of the media seems to be finally catching on that there are signs that the housing market is cooling. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last couple of weeks, I know they've been some episodes have been intermittent. I understand that. But we've been talking about this for probably four or five, maybe six weeks, that there are there's evidence that things are beginning to slow down. Not that they've already started, but that we're either beginning to slow down or in some categories, they've already started. And we've been, like I said, we've been talking about it for weeks. And finally, it looks like everyone else is finally waking up to this fact. And in fact, I saw, <laughs> that's a good transition there. You got to use the same word. I'm like Pitbull. You know, I can rhyme Kodak with Kodak. And so I can transition using the same word. In fact, <laughs> that's, I got skills. Well, I mean, listen, I've been doing this for, it's not, not my first rodeo. I know what I'm doing here, okay? I know I know how to transition. And I was reading uh, Morning Brew on Friday morning, and their main story was the cooling in the housing market. And I've seen articles at the Wall Street Journal and other places. Everyone is waking up to what you know because you listen to this podcast has been happening for weeks. And that is going to be the theme of today's show, the great cooling that is happening with the housing market. So we're going to start with a report from Redfin. So we talked about, we got rising home prices, we got rising mortgage rates, and that is having an impact on the housing market with regards to bidding wars. They have now fallen for the second straight month. This according, like I said, to the Redfin, or I should say Redfin's latest report, nationwide, 60.7% of home offers written by Redfin agents encountered competition in April. This was down 63, or excuse me, I should say it's down from 63.4% in March. And in fact, bidding wars are down 6.7 percentage points compared to the same time one year ago, this is actually a one-year low. And I have a feeling we are going to be trending and continuing in the sort of downward trajectory. I don't think we're going to be coming back from this. And so this is a sign that things are cooling. And in case you're wondering which markets are cooling faster than others, Riverside, California, not only saw the biggest annual decline in bidding wars, a 22 percentage point drop, but it is now the metro area least likely to see a bidding war with just 42.7% of home offers facing competition. So, I mean, it's still 42%. It's almost 50%. Uh, The second worst is Miami, Florida, which is kind of weird, right? Because we're seeing rents just skyrocket in Miami. We've talked about the insanity in Miami. So I guess maybe because rents are skyrocketing, people can't afford homes, so the home offers are dwindling (laughs) because prices have shot up so much, they can't make offers, and so they're running to the rental market, which is spiking the rental market. And third was actually Atlanta, Georgia. 56% uh, of home offers facing competition. So on the flip side, what do you think, which market, I should say, is seeing the biggest increase? Well, it's the state that also has the most homes equity rich 
and that would be Massachusetts. And in this case, Worcester, Massachusetts. I think I'm, I'm, I've tried to figure out how to pronounce this, and I think that's how you say it. Worcester, Massachusetts, 76.9% of homes are still facing competition. Uh, Denver, Colorado was second. It's very close second at 76.6. And then Boston, Massachusetts, which remember, it took a while for Boston to kind of bounce back from COVID. So I guess maybe they're in kind of a different housing phase than other places. They were number three at 74.8%, or I should say 74.8% of homes are facing competition. Daryl Fellweather, Red Chief Economist, said higher rates are cooling the market off as some house hunters are pulling back. She said, quote, higher rates are also limiting homebuyers' ability to significantly bid up home prices, meaning some homes aren't selling for as much over the asking price as they would have a year ago. This could help uh, set off a slowdown in home price growth in the coming months. And you know who is projecting that that is going to be happening? It's not just Daryl Fellweather. Also, Zillow. Now, I've been very critical of Zillow <laughs> in the past, but it was mostly their business side and the iBuyer program. And and it, it was actually, you know what? I take that back. I have not been critical of Zillow. I was critical of the people who thought that Zillow was manipulating the market. That one idiot realtor. And where was he? In, was he in Nevada? I think he was in Nevada, Las Vegas, somewhere around there, who thought that Zillow was manipulating the market. And I was like, they're not. And then, of course, Zillow came out and was like, yeah, actually, we're going to have to sell all of our homes for a loss. Remember, remember his conspiracy theory was that they were buying up homes and then they were increasing the price, creating a comp and then selling all the other homes for a higher value, not doing any work on them. And they're pushing up the market. And then it turns out that actually they're losing money. And they're selling their homes for a loss. It was like, it was literally the exact opposite. And it was so funny because that guy still claimed he was correct. I mean, it, it truly was amazing. It would literally be like predicting that Mondale was going to win against Reagan in 1984. And then Reagan wins. And you're like, well, actually, <laughs> I was correct. Because he did win. Was it Minnesota? I think he won Minnesota. So, yeah, I I, I digress. But uh, I have not been critical of Zillow. So I, I, I take back my argument that I have. I, I, strict, I strike that from the record. And I actually like these projections from Zillow. And they've been somewhat accurate. And it's hard right now. I mean, I don't know anyone that's been 100% accurate on projections. Data, yes. But projections... That's another story. Even the people with good data have gotten the projections wrong <laughs> with what's happening in the housing market. So Zillow has downgraded their projections on what's going to be happening with the housing market. They are now, and this is their latest report for the month of April, they are now projecting that home values will still grow 11.6% year over year. So looking at April... 2023, they're going to see 11.6% growth year over year, but that was down from what they were projecting in March when they were expecting to see 14.9% year over year growth. So things are beginning to slow. And for the next three months, they're projecting home values to increase by 5.2%, which is down from 5.5% what they said in March. 
And that wasn't the only correction downward they made. They're also forecasting existing home sales will fall to 5.73 million at the end of this year, which is a decline of 360,000 homes, which would be a 6.4% decrease in 2020 or in comparison to 2021 but this is very important let's say we do have 5.73 million existing home sales that would be down like i just said from 2021 but it would be the second best calendar year since 2006 so as always it's important to keep things in context when you're looking at the housing market because we are going to see a fall from grace we are going to see prices slow we are going to see inventory levels rise we are going to see home sales slow and everyone's going to act like it's the end of the world the economy's about to collapse here's 2008 all over again but all we're doing is getting back to normal <laughs> that's all that's happening uh and derek thompson had a great piece over at the atlantic saying the u.s housing market is peaked i mean he just straight up said it the housing market has Peaked. But he said, no, we are not headed for 2008 all over again. And he points out there's three reasons as to why he believes the housing market is peaked. Now, one obvious, the Fed, Fed raising rates, rates rising. We got inflation. All of that is going to slow the housing market. Now, he points out that if you take a long view, financing a house is still historically very cheap. I mean, even if you're paying, even even if you have a 6% rate, rates aren't there, but let's say you have a 6% rate, you're still <laughs> historically doing very well. But he points out that on an annualized basis, rates are rising faster than at any time in the last 40 years, and buyers seem to have anticipated this. And so you have to wonder if there's not going to be a slowdown because people kind of front ran. We saw kind of people that would have bought maybe over the next couple of months, decided to buy right away and lock in that lower rate. So we saw a ton of activity to start 2022, but that might dwindle, not because of really any disruption in the housing market. That will be a part of it, but it's also because a lot of people just were on the fence, said, okay, we're doing this, and didn't wait three or four months like they were planning to. So that's one of the reasons why you could see things start to cool off. We kind of front ran uh, this year's sales data happened. A lot happened at the start of the year. Uh, second, he says the number of homes for sale is finally perking up. Now, inventory, he points out, doesn't sound as sexy as home prices, but this might be the single most important statistic to watch, which is why we've talked about it here a lot on this podcast and how that is going to be, that is the indicator. And that is why we are nowhere close to 2008. As long as inventory levels are historic lows... <laughs> There is not going to be a housing crash. It's not until all of a sudden all these vacancies happen that, okay, now we may have to recalculate <laughs> what's happening. Uh, Bill McBride, who, of course, uh, runs the successful Calculated Risk blog, told Derek Thompson, my view has been that the market shift will show up first in inventory because as inventory increases, house price growth will Slow. McBride famously called the America's housing bubble when he saw inventory skyrocketing to absurd highs. And of course, now looks 
Nothing like that. (laughs) Not even close. McBride said the next few years will likely resemble the period around 1980. And to combat high inflation in the 70s, the Fed chair Paul Volcker hiked interest rates, which jolted the economy into a deep recession. The housing market basically stalled until about 1982. And that sort of stall out rather than some crazy plunge into the abyss is probably our worst case scenario. And he's pointing out that's the worst case scenario. He's not even saying that we're going to stall out. He's saying if the worst happens, then we get a stall, not a crash, not 2008. Sorry, crash bros. Very sorry. And then finally, Thompson points out the real world. So what we're talking about is all this data. You're looking at mortgage rates and you're looking at inventory levels. You're looking at price growth year over year and all of this stuff. But that's not why people buy homes. I mean, they look at it, sure. They might listen to this podcast, all this information. But a lot of people buy for a lot of different reasons. So what is happening in the real world? Is it finally impacting the real world? And Thompson says it is. Uh, Google searches for homes for sale are falling in major cities. Redfin agents in California say that showings and offers are double digits since last year, are down, excuse me, double digits since last year. We just talked about what's happening with um, uh, bidding wars, according to Redfin. And in Minneapolis, showings have fallen rapidly in just the past month. Now, Thompson points out that the beginning of the summer, May and June, historically has been a very popular time to buy a home. So we could see a delay in this cool down until around July, which is what I've been saying here on the podcast, right? Early to early midsummer is when we will really see that evidence of that cool down. And so it's nice to see that people who are much smarter than I are also coming to that same conclusion. But he points out before long, flush wannabe homeowners will be able to buy a home without sacrificing the naming rights of their firstborn. And things won't feel great for everyone, but historically speaking, they just might feel normal, which would be great. And that's where we're going. I mean, everyone acts like we're going to a housing downturn. Really, it's just going back to normal. Now, it might feel like a downturn because when you're running on all cylinders and all of a sudden you're kind of back to normal, it feels like you're not doing as much. And we won't be, <laughs> but it will be a more normalized housing market, which I think is good for everyone. I mean, 20% year over year appreciation. I mean, sure, it's great if you're a homeowner, <laughs> but it's just, it's not sustainable and it can lead to problems, unfortunately. All right, you guys enjoy your Monday. I'll talk to you again Tuesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.